This is episode number 95, Want Brain Power, Then Move, Part 2. Welcome to the Success 101 Podcast. This is your host, Jared Warren, where each episode, my goal is to bring you a new concept or idea to help you maximize your full potential. Thanks for joining me today. Now let's kick things off. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Success 101 Podcast, and I am very excited yet again to be bringing you part two of Want More Brain Power Than Move, and to really understand what happens to our brain during exercise and why that really makes us happier. And I always try to give credit where credit is due, and this is from an article that I read or a series of articles that I read from lifehacker.com on what your brain does when you exercise, you probably heard me talk about last time. If you heard me, if you heard my part one recording, DSO, D-E-S-O, dopamine, epinephrine or endorphins, serotonin and oxytocin. Those are the chemicals oftentimes released in our brain, in the middle part of our brain, mainly where the basal ganglia is or in the front part of our brain, the prefrontal cortex. And that front part is where our deep thought decisions are made. It's where our best cognitive times of productivity come from. The middle part of our brain is more the animal part of our brain. You may have heard me say before, this part of our brain scans the environment five to seven times per second, looking for a fight or flight response. And what these articles really go into that I thought was really interesting was that most of us are aware of what happens to the body when we exercise from a health benefit or a physical appearance benefit. You know, our muscles grow, our health increases from an overall just athletic standpoint. It gets our heart rate up. It gets us feeling better. But very few of us, as I said in my last recording, know what happens to our brain, to our moods when we work out and how that is connected to these exercises that we're doing. But when we exercise, our brain basically, as I mentioned last time, gets these endorphins that are released. These chemicals are being released that make us feel really good and let us feel during the moment that we're really glad that we did that when we're sitting there on the couch maybe 30 minutes before we went to the gym going, I don't know, maybe not today. That's why it's so important to create habits around working out, especially early in the morning. I believe it was Hal Elrod that said if you put your shoes on the corner of the bed with your workout gear, or even if you sleep in the workout gear that you're going to wear the next day, your chances of getting up are going to be way higher for you actually going out and hitting these workouts or staying consistent with it. So we've got to build these triggers, as we've talked about before, where we're instantly going to get on the kick of going out and making these things happen every single day. Or otherwise, we're going to lay there likely in the bed. Or we're going to sit on the couch watching a little TV, right? But it's interesting as to what happens in the brain when you think about working out. You know, 85, 80, 75 to 80% of the people who are trying to, quote-unquote, work out, they're doing it for physical appearance. It's, it's a physical thing, right? Those are the people that actually end up working out the least, though. It's the people that do it for brain health, for energy, for happiness, just their overall cognitive well-being. Those people are going to stick to it longer. And the good thing is, is that we don't have to do this for an hour to an hour and a half every single day. We can do this for a very small window of time, and we can be a lot better. I don't know if you've also ever heard about this concept of BDNF, brain-derived nootropic factor. That's where your brain becomes stressful. It becomes under stress from working out. 
as your body gets stress applied to it as you work out, your brain assumes that you're in this fight or flight response and your brain starts to protect you. It's amazing how our creator made us. We released this protein called BDNF, brain-derived neurotropic factor, and it's a protective but also reparative element to your brain to where when our body thinks we're under stress and we need to protect ourselves, it's going to minimize the discomfort of exercise. It's oftentimes going to block the feeling of pain, and we're going to have these feelings more of euphoria. That's why you get these runner's highs you may have heard about from time to time where people are injured, where they're just going and going and going, and I don't know if they fall asleep or they pass out or what, but they just wake up and there's people medically attending to them because they just fell flat on their face while they were running. But that's how our brain protects us from this stress, this BDNF and this DSO. There's a lot going on inside of our brain when we exercise. As fMRI studies show, areas of our brains lighting up that make us feel good as we work out. And it's interesting, a lot of these things make your brain light up just like morphine or heroin. It's almost like a drug addiction from time to time, the way it responds to your brain. And that's why people end up feeling really good whenever they work out. But being more in tune to what happens to the brain whenever we work out is going to keep us more motivated and get us in the gym or get us outside, just get us moving day to day than just sitting in the house, contemplating it, then realizing, nah, not today, not going to make it happen. I, I don't really need to work on my six pack again today. I'm, I think I'm good or I'm just not motivated. Those things are not going to get you motivated to work out. We need to make it a life decision because we want our overall health to be better. That's what's going to keep us working out. Longer. The articles go on to talk about a New York Times bestseller, Gretchen Reynolds, who wrote a book called The First 20 Minutes. And what she said in that book is that it's the first 20 minutes where our biggest benefits of working out actually come from when it comes from a cognitive standpoint. And that's what I was referring to in the part one was that you don't have to just go kill yourself in the gym every single day for an hour and a half to get the benefits of health, but especially of happiness, this euphoria that I just mentioned. You don't have to be a professional athlete to make that happen. And it's actually the opposite of that. And I know that seems counterintuitive, but a smaller amount of working out than many of us think is actually needed to reach these levels of cognitive health. She said in the book, the first 20 minutes of someone moving around, who's especially someone who's been more sedentary, that first 20 minutes is going to provide the most health benefits for the reason we're talking about here today. And you're going to get prolonged life, reduced disease risk. All of those things are going to come really, or the biggest impact of those is going to come in the first 20 minutes of getting your heart rate up. So anything past the first 20 minutes, we can't argue that that's really good for us, right, in our overall health. But the overall cognitive benefit, and that's what I'm hammering on today, is the overall cognitive benefit, those things are going to happen in the first 20 minutes. So the whole point of this is, is that you can really just chill out and relax about this whole idea of needing to just crush it in the gym and finding the, the next huge workout that you're going to do. You can just relax on that and know that you don't just have to go kill yourself every single day. Many people go to the gym and they just do all these workouts to go on a trip and they just kill themselves for like three months and then they just get super burnt out. You know, they work out like they were in high school again or in college and many times they feel just incredibly awesome whenever they're going through that and then they get back from the trip, they get back from whatever it is that they were doing that that goal was for and they don't touch a weight or workout for like the next six months. <laughs> So the good news is you can relax. All you have to do is focus on 20 minutes and you can get in that brain health boost, so to speak, every single day. Your mood is going to be better. Your attitude is going to be better. Your positivity is going to be better. 
And what researchers would tell you is that since your since your mood is up when you work out, and that's a really exciting thing, you can also be excited about the fact of knowing that your mood is going to stick with you even in the days that you're not working out because you're doing it for why? More cognitive health. And that's going to stay with you. It's going to stay on the brain. So we've got to make this a habit. We've got to exercise regularly. And I know that part of that's easier said than done. But at the end of the day, there's a lot of focus around people having to work out every single day, having to find that next best workout, having to kill themselves in the gym. And that's just not the way that you're going to stick to it. Most research would tell you. The articles also speak about these life hacks that we can put into place, these things we can put into our schedule each day. Some of these may be similar to what you've heard me mention before, but it's really good to be reminded of and talked about in a different way. So hack number one, put your gym clothes over your alarm clock every single day. If you'll put everything within your reach when you're getting up every single morning and you put your alarm clock underneath your clothes, you're going to have a much easier time convincing yourself to put those clothes on in the morning when you're holding on to them than when you're not. It's it's just kind of silly, right, that we have to do things as adults like put our gym clothes on our alarm. But that's what it takes. Research would tell you that the easier you make it, the better you're going to be able to do it. Also, you need to track your exercise and make those measurable during your exercise. Research would tell you that if you can make this a habit and you can do it through a reward, quote unquote, then you're going to have a better time looking back at those results. You're going to have a better time sticking with it because there are gratifications that are going on, even releasing other types of chemicals in your brain for this this euphoria. So it's a two for one here, right? So there's plenty of apps out there that can help you track that. The third idea is thinking small and then start even smaller. So I thought this was really interesting. Even if we have to start at five to 10 minutes a day, the article goes on to say, which which might seem really crazy, right? But you've heard me before talk about Tal Ben-Shahar's five-minute takeoff. This is the same idea. You're going to go with five or ten minutes in mind. You're not going to put a lot of pressure on yourself. And what's going to generally happen? You're going to walk in the gym. You're not just going to work out five to ten minutes. You're going to say, I'm already here. I'm dressed. Work out for five minutes. The chemicals are going to start being released. The BDNF, and then boom, you're going. And then you're going to probably work out a full 30 minutes, 45 minutes, hour, but it feels better because you didn't put a lot of stress on yourself to get there. A lot of these chemicals are being released right here at the beginning, which are mood enhancers, and it's going to make you want to stay with it. The euphoria is highest at its first 20 minutes of the workout. And the release of the endorphins has an added effect to make you want to stay in the gym and make you want to thrive and make you want to stick with it more. And your happiness gains, your mood boost, all of that is going to be the highest right there at the beginning. So just don't put a ton of pressure on yourself about having to go get an hour in every single day and then missing it time and time again and just finding it really hard to stick to. Think about this concept of DESO, D-E-S-O, and sticking with that workout, but understanding that those benefits come in the very first part of your workout. It's going to help you get into the gym. It's going to help you work out consistently for longer. And we're going to improve our brain power by just moving. And we're going to do that in very short bursts of time. Therefore, our happiness levels, our moods, all of that is going to carry over in ways that you don't even really understand maybe while you're doing it. And if you take it on with no pressure and you think about doing this for brain health, my guess is that we're all going to stick with this and research would tell you that we're all going to stick with this for a longer period of time where we can do this physical activity and these chemicals get released in this fight or flight type response with our body to where our body and our brain makes us feel better and we're improving our mood and our energy all along the way. 
So I hope that was as helpful for you as it was for me. So go out and move each day a little, right? And we're going to stick with it a lot more. We're going to do it for the right reasons. And we're just going to feel overall better in different ways than maybe even we thought. And we're going to stick to it for a longer period of time. So thanks so much for joining me today. Go out and rock it this week, guys. Take care. <music>